0: Jesus spoke to the people, one more, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. The light that leads to life. And one of my favorite things in there I want us to focus on for a second says, you won't have to walk in darkness. Uh, something I'd like to share with each and every one of you. Maybe I'm hoping a lot of you can relate, but when I was a kid, I was afraid of the dark. Anyone else? Raise your hand if you're afraid of the dark. Cool, cool, okay. Well, what if you were in the dark in a basement with stairs like this? Raise your hand. Right? Come on. And even if your even if your basement stairs weren't like that, you know that's what it was like when you were a kid. And whether there was 12 steps, 23 steps, I was trying to make it in three lunges. I was afraid. I was afraid of what could happen in the darkness that I couldn't see clearly, and that a hand could come out from under the steps. That I would even think irrationally, it would cause me to make decisions where I would run unsafely up the stairs. But it was because I was afraid of the darkness. The darkness affected me. In the same way that we can relate to how we're afraid of the dark as a kid, I've also struggled many times in our life of real darkness in my actions of my life. By walking in darkness, I turned to many things. I've struggled with drugs. I've struggled with sexual sin. I've struggled with alcohol. I've struggled with greed. I've struggled with trying to extremely control everything that was happening in my life. And the list goes on and on and on. And it grew. It magnified as I got older and I lived on my own. And I found myself walking in the darkness, turning away from the light and walking in the darkness. And not only did it affect me, but also I learned really quickly it continually affected everyone around me. Raise your hand if you've ever been inf- affected by darkness in your life. Come on. Go ahead and put your hands down. That's everyone. And If you didn't raise your hand, probably means you lied, but you just committed some darkness. So now everyone raise your hand. Raise your hand if you've been a part of some, some darkness. All right. So now, bam, all the hands. Thank you. The good news is, even though we we can relate and we understand the darkness, the good news is that we get to share as a church that there is a light, a light of the world that is a game changer. Jesus Christ is a light that changes lives. And we don't have to walk in darkness. Every step we take towards him and his light, we get to move further and further away from the darkness that tries to control our lives. And we're gonna dig into that today. We're gonna talk about who the light is and how we get to then share it. But first, if we could close our eyes and bow our heads, we want to be a church that is known for prayer. Dear God, I thank you for today. I thank you for this family. I thank you for a safe place to be able to talk about you. And I thank you that this is happening. Atlanta Church has a home with people, a family. Please, got our minds and hearts to hear what you want us to hear. Guide my tongue as I speak, let me get out of the way and you just shine through. Prepare our ears to hear what you want us to hear. And I thank you that we all have the opportunity to just discover you more and more each and every day. Amen. Amen. All right, one more time. Who's excited to be at church today? Come on. Who's excited to be the church today? Come on, that's what it is. We want to make sure that we don't just go to church, but that we be the church, even through imperfections and loud noises. Sorry, I apologize. So, once again, my name is Ryan, if you don't know. I'm the pastor here. Uh, there's a team of us that are coming together, and we are so thankful. Um, We're going to dig deep today about the true light. Uh, what what impacts us, why we are called Lantern's Church, how God prompted us to even go with the name. But before we dig a little deeper, I'm going to back. Sorry. Parker, can you turn down a little bit? We good? There we go. Church planning! <laughs> you know, I'm sort of I'm t- stealing the thunder. Later on, I say we're just a bunch of imperfect people moving towards a perfect God. But I, I'm just going to say it right now. Things are going to be imperfect. <laughs> but we have a perfect God. And I will repeat that later when I probably look down at my notes and see it. But if we could, let's look at John 8, verse 12. Again, it says, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness, because you will have light that leads to life. The answer is to follow Jesus. God created us a plan, a lightness, and it's not a coincidence, right? Think about Star Wars. Think about the world. Whether you know Jesus or not, you understand that there's a difference between light and darkness. And, and, and even in movies we get to see it, but God shows us in his word as we continually discover that he tells us that the light will never be overcome. The light will always overcome the darkness. But the light is Jesus. And so I don't want to just assume that we all know. I want to make sure that all of us in here understand that Jesus is the light of the world. And since the beginning of time when God created everything and he created us, we, we, we have darkness in our lives, and that darkness is known as sin. It's known as making mistakes. It's, it's known as doing the wrong things. And what that does is that hell, it makes us walk away from the light and just be overwhelmed with darkness. And because of that sin problem, there's separation between us and God. Now, because of that separation, a lot of people go, okay, I want to earn my way back. But the thing is, no matter what we do, our good deeds will never make up for the things we do wrong. But God so loved us that even though we can't earn it, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, the light of the world down on this earth to show us love, to teach us about love, he had the courage of love to get up on a cross and die, paying the price of all sin. But it didn't just end there. When he died, he then was rose by God the Father. He rose, he was resurrected, he defeated death, and through that, he conquered sin. Fulfilling God's promise. And because of that, when we ask for forgiveness and we put our trust in who Jesus Christ is and what he's done and what he's continuing to do, it says we will be saved because of what he's done. Not because of who we are, but because of who he is. And then we receive that light and we we get to commit to follow him for the rest of the days of our lives. And it, it is a light that makes a difference. It is a light that overcomes darkness. And so here at Lanterns, we are going to continue to teach on this, and we're going to study, and we're going to grow as a community to learn about this and then carry out the things. Not learn just to to talk about it, but then to walk it out each and every day. And so what I just explained was the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ is the light of the world, when we receive that, when we put our trust in Jesus Christ, the good news, we then receive the light. And so... At Mile City, the way we're going to do this is with we're, a way to frame it. So we'll look at our mission statement real quick. It is helping people discover God-given purpose through Jesus. Helping people discover God-given purpose through Jesus. Another imperfection. Cool. Let's keep going. It breaks the ice anyway. So, it is important that we are known as a church, that we are for the people. We want to help people We want to help people, and we know the way we can help people is continually helping each other discover the God-given purpose that God has for each and every one of us. That means that we have to be able to surrender our plans and and receive God's plan, His purpose for each and every one of us. I can tell you, I already shared a little bit. When I tried to go with my plan, it didn't work out. I was left in the dark. But when we receive His plan, when we carry out His purpose, game-changer. And we want to make sure that we know the light of the world, which I keep saying, and I'm going to keep saying because I don't want us to forget this, is because everything is through Jesus. It's through the light of the world. And so our mission statement will be helping people discover God-given purpose through Jesus. And in the next three weeks, we're going to continue to dig into that. And we're going to talk about our core values. And we're going to set up a foundation of what God shows us that church is supposed to be and, and the plan that we can carry out. So please take that three-week challenge. Keep coming. Come come to discover. Come to challenge. And if you were someone here that is like, well, I, I don't know if I, if I believe in this whole Jesus thing. Thank you, Parker. I don't know if I believe in Jesus. Let's just go do it. If you are someone that says, I don't know about this whole Jesus thing, I want you to know this is a safe environment to come and wrestle with it. You don't have to blindly just believe what I say up here, but you can challenge it and you can wrestle with it and you can ask questions and we can get together. And if we don't have the answer, because we don't know everything. Surprise, I hope you guys don't think we know everything. We do not, but we do know that God is all knowing and God is loving and we will hunt down those answers with you. And we will grow to understand more and more who God is and what he wants to do with each and every one of us. Because we will be a church that's always helping people discover God-given purpose through Jesus. Now, we understand that Jesus is the light of the world. But now, what do we do with that? If if, if we trust in Jesus, what's next? And what we're going to look at in a second is one of the Gospels. So there's 66 books in the Bible that some people like to call the love letter because it is about God's love for each and every one of God's redemptive plan for mankind. No matter who we are, no matter what we've done, no matter what we're doing, God has a plan for us to redeem us, to heal us, to strengthen us, to love us. And so in these 66 books of love, there's four books known as the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And you can read these You can study these, you can pray over these, and continue to learn more and more who Jesus is, what he has done, and what he wants to do. But today we're going to look at the book of Matthew. And in that, Matthew is known that, especially in this book of the Bible, that Matthew focuses, hyper-focuses on what Jesus says. He focuses on what he says, and what he says is important. And who he says it to is important. And so we're going to look at Matthew 5 verse 14 through 16 he before this he's telling people who will be blessed blessed who's going to be taken care of how we should be and he comes up to this point and he looks at his followers and he says you are the light of the world say that with me you are the light of the world in scripture, he's saying, I am the light of the world. Jesus is the answer. But then if you are a follower, you are now in response. You receive the light. Whether you want to be or not, we're all lanterns. We just got to decide if we actually want to be lit. If we want to, I used to be student ministry. I'm laughing. I said lit. Okay, I'm just going to embrace it. Um, if you want to be lit, when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, You shine. You have a light, and you have, you're a lantern with a purpose. And we see that we're supposed to be like cities on a hilltop. They're lit up. That means they don't have a choice not to be seen. The picture that's being painted here when Jesus is saying this is a city that's lit up on a hill. Like, you can't help but notice it is not a secret to be kept. We are not to be keeping this a secret. We're supposed to be going out and sharing the light and sharing the light. We understand that, right? Because whoever buys a lamp, maybe an IKEA lamp or something, who then turns it on and covers it up and just like, I'm going to spend utilities. It doesn't make sense. But we use a light to then see, to push away the darkness in our house and light it up for everyone so they can see clearly and they can interact. And God is saying that we are called to be lanterns. We are called to be light bearers. That when we have a relationship with him, we receive the light and then we get to share the light. In a way, not because so everyone notices who we are and how good we are, and and so it fills up our ego. No, no, no. It's a, a heart posture thing. God's saying that because of what he did for us, because we know Jesus Christ is the light of the world, and how much he loves us. When we learn to understand that, we then, in response, get to be available to shine the light of God in and through our lives. And when we do that, man, it will prompt people to be curious. It'll prompt people to wonder, who is this God and why are these people different? And when that happens, I hope that people come to know Jesus. Come to know healing and the redemption and everything that we've already agreed about. That people get to experience that what it would be like if the neighbors got to know that there's a place in their neighborhood, around their block, where they can come and be loved by the light. That they could come and be healed by the light. That if they're confused or they're hurt or they feel broken, that they can be whole. That they can be found. And so Jesus says, if you are a follower, let's be that light. Now, let's recap. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. When we believe in that instantly, instantly, There's a big word called justification. And what that just means is we're justified instantly. When we put our trust in Jesus Christ, we are instantly justified in God's eyes. We are looking at as sinless because of Jesus Christ who was sinless and covered covered each and every one of us. That happens instantly. But then after that, we get to commit to follow Jesus Christ, which is a nice big word called sanctification. Sanctification means it's an ongoing process. There's going to be highs and lows. And like I said earlier, we're a bunch of imperfect people trying to discover and move towards a perfect God. And when we do that, it's sanctification. Now, I'm guessing a lot of you guys are from Michigan here. If you aren't, I-75 is a big highway that runs through Michigan. All right? There's a lot of potholes. There's a lot of construction. Raise your hand if you've ever been stuck traffic on I-75. All right. Sanctification is I-75 in our lives. We will always be under construction for the rest of the days, and there's going to be times where it's smooth, and that construction's done, and we're going to fly through, and we're going to have our favorite songs playing. And There's going to be times where there's lows, where we get stuck in traffic, and it's going to feel rough, but we're not going to be alone. We're going to have God, and we're going to have his church, and we're going to be able to be under construction for the rest of our lives. And because of that, people will be able to have a way to travel to come find out who Jesus Christ is. So we are called to be sanctified. Now hear me again. When I say we are supposed to be refined, but we're supposed to be sanctified, I am not saying we're to be perfect. That's why we need Jesus Christ, because he's perfect. He is the light. And um, So over four years ago, um, Travis, if you could raise your hand real quick, Travis, right here, lead pastor in Miles City. Um, I thought I was crazy, and then I found out he was crazy, because I barely had any experience, and four and a half years ago, he led me on a stage to try to teach and talk to adult congress. He wasn't crazy. He prepared me. He equipped me. There were pastors. There was a team that came around me. They got me ready, but in my head, it still felt crazy, and four and a half years ago, give or take, uh, he led me on a stage, and I got to speak, and I got to reference at the end of the sermon about Malachi 3, how it talks about the refiner's fire. And so, when I, when I just made myself available, being a knucklehead, being imperfect, and just wanted to move towards God, the way God refined my life that day forever changed me. The way I got to see other people being refined through that service and through the rest of their days afterwards, I got to see the way God refined other people because of a gathering that God worked in and through me and a team. It was life changing so much that I, I couldn't shake it. I, I couldn't. I was disturbed. I felt like, I. I what would I do next? I, I couldn't sleep. So as you see in the beginning of the promo video, and you'll probably hear a lot, it says, I longboard. And so I couldn't sleep, and I was like, ah, ah." I I I felt like I had been drinking energy drinks all day, but it wasn't, it was God, he was moving, he was stirring things up in my life, and I was witnessing what everyone else's life was being changed because of it. And I go to Wayne, and I start longboarding, and I start praying. As I start praying, and longboarding, I can't stop, I just keep going and going, and all of a sudden, the downtown area is very lit up. I love that about Wayne, they light up the area you can see. But through that, I started to see where some of the homeless people were staying. I started to see what people would hang out at night, and I'm going up to them, I'm asking them if I can pray. I just can't help it; I can't shake this feeling. Like, I need to tell people about Jesus. I need to tell people about Jesus. And through that, four months later, me and a team of people, people started coming around and just praying too over this city, and we continually started to love Wayne more and more and more. And we just prayed, God, God, what we're seeing happen in other places. In our lives, can, could you, do you want to use us here in Wayne? And that night stirred off into many more nights, and now we're here today. And that's just my part of my story, but there's so many people in here that God has worked in and through and just put Wayne and the surrounding cities on our hearts. We don't want to be here in Wayne because they give us a place to meet. We want to be here because we want to meet Wayne. We, we want to meet people where they're at, and we want to show them love. And we know the truth of that is showing him Jesus Christ. And so in that sermon, so I talked about the refiner's fire, sanctification, right? Lifelong pro- process. Well, Malachi 3, first the refiner's fire, then, what they're talking about is a blacksmith when he refines like a valuable metal. And so there's this hot pot, and there's a blacksmith, and he, he takes something like gold, and gold is dense, it's valuable, but when you find it out in the world, it's full of impurities. It's so full of impurities. So a blacksmith takes this gold, and he puts it in this pot as it heats up. And because gold is so valuable and dense, the impurities that, that aren't as heavy, that are light, they start to rise up. And when they rise up to the top, the blacksmith just scoops them right out. as this happens the process the pot gets hotter and hotter and impurities that are even more heavier start to raise up and the blacksmith scoops them out and again as it gets hotter and hotter and hotter, the heaviest of heavy impurities the heaviest of impurities but still not as heavy as dense and valuable as the gold raise up and the blacksmith scoops it out and that gold becomes pure and pure it shines More and more. In the same way, please hear me. God is calling us into a relationship to move closer to Him so our lives can heat up. And when we move towards God, no matter what darkness we're in, when we move towards Him, our life will heat up and impurities will start to rise up. And God will scoop them right out. As we learn about Jesus and we continually try to know Jesus, and we spend time with Jesus and our relationship grows. Our life, can not get where this is going? Our life heats up and it heats up and heavier impurities. God is there and our life's heating up and the impurities rise up. And God's right there to scoop them out. And The heaviest of impurities, the darkest of darkness in this world that we've maybe heard about or experienced no matter what it is. If we continue to pursue God and his church, There'll be a day where the darkest, the heaviest, the deepest impurities will rise up. And the raddest, coolest, most loving blacksmith of all patiently waits there and scoops him right out. And there'll be a day where we get to spend all eternity with him with no impurities. That is something to talk about. That is something to work towards. To allow God to refine us and refine us. And so because of who he is and what he does in our life, we shine more, we shine brighter, we shine brighter. And so if you are someone here that considers yourself a follower of Christ, please, let's think about this. Let's reflect on it. Let's not just hear it, but let's go home and process What can we do? What can we grow? How can we get to know God more so we can continually be refined? And if you're someone here today, it's like, that sounds awesome, but I I don't have a relationship with Jesus like like that. I, I, I I haven't accepted that he's the light of the world. I want you to know it's available for you right now that there's a Jesus that so loves you. He died on a cross paying the price. And you might not understand all this right now. If this is new to you, it's okay. You don't have to understand everything to believe something and what would you need to believe is that you you can trust in jesus christ as your lord you can believe in your heart that he died and rose again paying for a price in response to our sins and because of that you can be forever forgiven as we repent and move towards him and our life is saved romans 10 9 says confess with your mouth that jesus christ is lord believe in your heart that he died and rose again and you are saved we could close our eyes and bow our heads there's nothing special about me saying this before you right now I'm just going to try to guide some people Um, what, what really matters like we see over and over again through God's love letter is that we truly trust in Jesus that's surrendering our plan and trying to step into his plan we trust in him as Lord And believe in our hearts that he died and rose again. if you're someone that wants to make that step, if you want to put your, if you want to move towards, if you want to discover God and try to trust him right now, I'm just going to say some things. And if you do in your heart and mind, you're saved. But it's on you and God. And God's done all the work. and is a gift freely for each and every one of us. If you want that, just say this. God, I'm sorry for my darkness. I want a relationship with you. I trust in you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. I thank you for dying, paying the price for all sins. I thank you for resurrecting, defeating death and conquering sin. I trust in you and your love. I commit to follow you for the rest of the days of my lives. If we can continue to keep our eyes closed and heads bowed. You don't have to do this, but I I truly believe when you feel something inward and you make a a move and and you express it outwardly, it helps build momentum. So as all eyes are closed, mine will be open, I don't want to lie to you. With other eyes closed, if you made that move, could you just raise your hand? If you put your trust in Jesus Christ, I I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you. see the rest of you too, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to get through it, oh, as we continue to pray for everyone, thank you, God, thank you for being the light of the world, thank you for using imperfect people to be in a relationship with such a perfect God. speaker speak now but you know my heart and I just pray for all of our, our minds and our hearts that we continue to discover you and we allow you to shine in and through us in Jesus name we pray amen amen